0: Welcome back to Ringside. This is episode Ocho. That is number eight. And I am here with guest co host David Leathers. Leathers, what it's up? a pleasure to have you back on to the Ringside. How are you?
1: Hey, it's a pleasure to be back. I'm doing good though. uh How, how have you been, Paday? How are things in the off season? Oh, they're doing well, got a haircut, been getting back on the Peloton,
0: had my 200th ride, uh, been uh, making some crazy slides for the, the De Niro in my real world, and uh, you know, doing a lot of different things, but it's coming together, so I'm real grateful to be here. Um, we've got a pretty awesome show for you in store, um, starting off with a recap of the finals, then we've got our beloved Plays of the Week, and we've got three special segments for you today. Um, World Cup analysis, a ranking of the teams from a quantitative uh, perspective of Kevin Cushing. We have a special perspective on free agency with Cole Ramscheck. And finally, a look into the championship team Arctic Wolves with Chris Lee. So let's get started with our congratulations to the winners I wish I had some, uh, you know, graphics or something to show right now, but, you know, shout out to the Alaska Arctic Wolves who took home the Gretzky Cup. leathers. what'd you think of that series?
1: Oh, it's, uh, you know, competitive uh, series. Uh, Arctic Wolves, they've been a top team for so long. I mean, it just feels like every single season. Um, obviously, in Dublin, we <laughs> feel like we play them all the time in the playoffs, and they, you know, took us out and um, this year as well, and um, Vipers, you know, they had such a great run this year, and you know, they led the league in goal differential, and uh, you know, worth, worthwhile opponent, and uh, yeah, my, all the congrats to Alaska, though. I mean, that was a well-deserved for a great cup run.
0: Exactly, and if you haven't seen the game, don't go on Twitch to watch it. Just watch the rinkside recap. We're going to link the playlist in here. It has all the highlights from the series of the finals and it's narrated by yours truly, so you get a great voice talking about things that you're watching. Um, Next up, we've got the Miners, the Champions, the Warsaw Warlocks. Shout out to everyone on the team. What a fantastic victory. Leathers, did you get a chance to watch that nail biter of a series
1: uh, i sure did uh wouldn't have missed it uh so, yeah huge congratulations to all the all the warlocks on roster and is uh you know coached by uh yours truly right ponte with the 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 coaching uh championship there so um yeah it was a very impressive run uh for for you guys i mean i know the the miners it was uh i know we touched on it the last time i was on this show but it was sort of very competitive um throughout the season and the standings and uh you guys really turned it on at um you know and when you needed to most, I guess, in the playoffs. So that, that was really fun to watch. Um, and, and shout out to the Farmers as well. They had a, a great season, um, you know, getting all the way to the championship series.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I forget, were the Farmers in the, the series, the finals last season?
1: Let's see. I know the Bucks won last season. Yeah, I'm trying I to remember, remember who we, they
0: The Bucks won, but I forget. I just, yeah. I it was like a friendly rivalry with Saskatoon between the Bucks. Um, so, I don't know yeah shout out to them um either way uh let's move on to our plays of the week so we're going to start things off with this one
1: yeah we've got uh we're just talking about it here's a goal from the the warlocks it's uh kovalchuk to Payne, Payne to reeves and then reeves just uh knocking it home um put, put the warlocks up uh three zero and and this one and i'm I'm guessing this is uh, from the finals uh, series yes. as well.
0: This is this is from Game One, Goal Number Three of the Finals. And um, next up, we've got Game Six um, coming down. Kovalchuk's coming down the ice right now, and he tips it off to Reeves. Reeves shoots, misses. Reeves could have gotten discouraged here, but Reeves recovers and taps in that nice little goal. Um, so again, Kovalchuk, you know, kind of taking the lead. The reason I like this play really comes down to the determination of having failed and then, you know, picking yourself back up and scoring one in a pretty hard position to do.
1: Yeah. Sticking with the play. We love to see that. Um, uh, we do have, uh, yet another, uh, Warlocks goal right here. It's quite a bit of passing that goes on, but it's, uh, ultimately Jackson that, uh, taps it home there at the, at the end. Um, Set up really nicely, though, on the on the assist. From I believe that was from uh, Reeves, if I'm not mistaken. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And, and that was game seven, goal number two. That was the last goal in the series, the one that took it home. Um, so very impressed with the performance there.
1: Um, oh, the clincher. Yeah, appropriate to have on here in the highlights for sure. So oh. no, way, way to go, Jackson and Reeves, that one. Exactly.
0: Um, so now we're shifting over from the Miners' Finals to the Prospects' Showcase. And up here, we've got a face-off. Shanahan wins the face-off, gets it to Dobbs. Dobbs, another warlock. Boston Dobbs joined pretty late into the season but had a few goals in the, in the Finals. Maybe he's just one. But here, showcasing Boston's talent once again. And I'm going to shift over to the next play.
1: I right hear we've got uh, uh, some more passing, and it's it's ultimately Payne that's uh, scoring this one. Um, take one more look at it there. off of the face off. Slapshot, and then just the wrap, the like turn around, pick it up, and uh, put it past the goalie. So, um, yeah, showing out in the prospect games, is what you like to see. These games are a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, that was a nice, like, 270, you know, goal or something. I, you know, as you're working your way up to the 1080, um, but yeah, that was pain. another Warlock So let's uh, move on to our last Play of the Week We have, um, it's all tied up Third period uh, We've got ski Passes it to Joe Joe to Skion, Ski-On, to Dorgan Dorgan shoots, misses Then we got Alexander who recovers it Gets it to Scott, Scott to Joe Back to Dorgan Dorgan to Joe, ski There's only five seconds left Boom, the goal that wins it all for the NT that uh, not sure how to what the full name of that team is but they um, you know took it night out and had a nice spectacular finish to this game so let's see one more time as it closes out got ski young and those were our plays of the week so now we are going to move on over to our special segment with kevin cushing on the world cup analysis all right welcome back to rinkside we're here with colby aka kevin cushing how you doing today not too bad glad to be back. yeah glad to be back a fantastic are glad to have you here today i've heard you got a couple cool facts about the world cup that you wanted to share with us to kick things off
2: yeah i just uh ran some numbers on all the skaters uh my apologies to the goalies i Left those out uh, on accident, didn't realize it in time. But of the 144 skaters, only 43% came from the the senior age group. So, uh, you know, they, they did a great job of trying to include players from all around. There's even 11 players from the minors. Uh, of those, Turku actually had the most players with 16. And Norfolk had the, the fewest with two.
0: Very interesting and insightful and we have an exciting program for you here today we're actually going to be ranking the world cup teams by a quantitative data-driven analysis so let's kick things off starting with number eight we have
2: usa west
0: Oh, interesting. Uh, if you're looking
2: at their combined overall scores again this would just be for the skaters it'd be 1313 so all of these teams would actually be over the hard cap if they existed
0: Hmm. Very interesting. And, um, who do we got coming in at number seven?
2: That would be the rest of the world with
0: 1335. Rest of the world. What, um, what's your thoughts on rest of the world? That one, it was, it was kind of weird
2: when they released it because they did, I want to say it was like Canada, then Europe, then rest of the world, and then to USA. So it it seemed like that was going to be it. Like, and that all the, the USA players were just going to be in the rest of the world category. I remember uh, when I wasn't on that team thinking, Oh man, I didn't make it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you did make it. So let's, um, let's talk about number six. Who do we got here? Canada red. Canada red. Post- and that one is uh, really the arose. largest
2: jump from, from six to seven is pretty big. It goes from th- uh, 1335 to 1371.
0: Interesting. And so we use CAP to kind of determine the player value of each. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very interesting.
2: I I also have rankings by total attribute points and, and as well, but they didn't change. So that okay. was this Yeah.
0: And what about number five?
2: Staying in Canada, it moves to Canada white. A uh, very minor difference, which is not surprising considering they just kind of split one region's players. But came in slightly higher at 13.77. seven. Seventy seven.
0: So coming in at number four, who do we got here?
2: Europe. All of Europe at 13.96.
0: 13.96. Oh,
2: actually, I was wrong earlier when I said the biggest jump was from rest of the world to Canada Red. Because we got a huge jump coming up next.
0: Ooh, coming in at number three, who do we have?
2: This is where Cushing ended up, USA South, 1,449 points. Wow. And this is the – their skaters alone, uh, looking at their current cap hit, would have still been 1297. So uh, even with the goalie, they would have been over the hard cap. These are some great teams that we're getting to now.
0: mm -hmm. And very humble of you to put yourself at number three. So let's uh, pull in number two.
2: USA East, 1,460.
0: Oh, yeah, I don't know about that. I think we're number one, but all right. So 14, Well, you're number one in your group. Yeah, that's true. That's something. Uh, very cool. A lot of big names on here. And of course, yep. then we've got number one, which is USA North.
2: Yeah. And that one was a shame. You know, Rock Steel is, is in our rock, locker room. And he was like, Yeah, I wasn't even allowed to play on my own team. <laughs> and maybe they should have let him because they were the strongest team. Um, Bringing in a young player might have knocked him back down to mortality.
0: Yes, and what a great lineup here! We got David Leathers, Potty Potty. Yeah, this team looks uh, pretty stacked. If I don't say so, what do you what do you think of this Leathers?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I, I definitely agree. I'm a little biased, obviously. the North is strong, but I, there's a lot of strong teams, and so, I mean, I'm interested. To see it like a lot of these matchups, the Canadian teams being so close. That should be interesting. And um curious to see if the dark horse teams can, you know, pull some upsets. It, sh- it should be a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun last season.
0: In last season, you won the world cup. Isn't that right?
1: Uh that's correct. Yeah. I think it was USA West. If my memory yeah. serves.
2: Well, they, they had to, to redraw the district, so to speak this year. Right. So yeah. There,
1: there's more for sure this time around. So it's a, uh, a little bit different. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, there were competitive games um, in the World Cup last year as well, um, even with it, how it was drawn then. So I think they do a very good job with this just overall, putting it together and making it, making it fun for everybody.
0: What do you think it takes to win the World Cup? You have these superpower teams across, you know, eight different options and one's going to walk away with the, the champion, the Cup. What do you think uh, is, is, does it take to get that Cup?
1: Uh, well, I will, I would, per, for me personally, I would say it's kind of, uh, you kind of have to learn on the fly. I had a little experience of doing the all-star game, um, doing strats and lines for that on, you know, short notice players that haven't played together really maybe ever. Um, so that's part, I mean, just learning the lineup and learning how the players work together is part of it. Um, but yeah, of course you need like a good starting roster to begin with, um, as well, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, that, that's what makes it fun. I think is, is. Um, just getting to play with different people and, and seeing how how uh, they might mesh or you know, what kind of lines you can draw up. It's, it's kind of fun.
0: Excellent. Well, appreciate you coming on to give us your analysis, Cushing. Until the next one, we salute you and wish you the best. And now we're going to move over to our interview with Cole Ramscheck on free agency. All right, and welcome back. We're joined today with Cole Ramscheck
3: Ramscheck, how you doing? Uh, I'm happy to be on here. I'm doing good.
0: Well, welcome to Ringside. Why don't you start off by telling our viewers a little bit about who you are and goals?
3: Uh, I am a defenseman, former Melbourne Marauder, current Forens Firebird. Uh, I play for the USA East in the World Cup, which if I'm not mistaken, you're my coach. That's right. So, yeah, and uh I'm a two-way defenseman and recent free agent, and which is what I'm here to talk about.
1: Yeah, that was the, the next question we I had for you, actually. is uh, I know you're here to, to give our viewers insight into the world of free agency, so I'll uh, hand it off to you to, to chat about it.
3: Um, well, first and foremost, I figured I'd go over why I was a free agent in the first place. And that was because, well, to be honest, I didn't have a choice. Uh, Melbourne didn't really have a spot for me. They said, basically, the owner didn't really like my build. So he just kind of let me walk. So I didn't really have a choice. But I think people need to keep in mind that that's always a possibility that, you know, you're never fully secured. Anything can happen. And that's kind of what happened with me, because I wasn't really expecting to be a free agent.
0: <clears throat> and you know, in life, you know, there's things that we don't expect that kind of emerge, but yeah. in the end, they they kind of make us stronger. So, what would you say? Sure. You know, maybe you could guide us a little bit through. You know, you got the news that was pretty shocking, and then you, how did you kind of adapt to that situation?
3: Well, it was it was weird. I. We had talks at the trade prior trade deadline th- about trading me to a contender because my contract was going to be up. So I knew my contract was going to be up, but I figured I was one of the better players on the team. So it was, the way I adapted was really just... I built relationships with the owners that wanted me on their team. And I just kind of... I learned what market the market that was out there for me and yeah, I realized how valuable my player really was in the long run.
1: Sure. So, um, you know, you knew, uh, basically you we're going to free agency, obviously. Um, was there any specific things you're, um, seeking to find, I guess, when you're chatting with some of these other owners, um, that different different from team to team or,
3: uh, not, it was all the same for every team. I told every single owner that DM'd me uh, the same exact thing pretty much. What I was looking for was stability because I had been in the league for maybe four four seasons, I think. And every single season, I had been on a different team. So in some, t- some seasons, I'd even been on two because I had gotten traded. So what I really wanted was a team that was going to lock me down stick with me and i wouldn't just be viewed as like a trade asset i wanted to be like a real part of the team and know i could stay there for for a while that was my main asking point uh i also wanted to make sure i got the playing time that i deserved the the ice time but mainly just stability yeah
0: well excellent. it's great for you to understand you know what you really want out of things mm-hmm. and to be you know um to stand up for yourself and be able to vocalize mm-hmm. that to people yeah. that are in positions of authority that can make opportunities happen um, i'm kind of curious for other players in the league that find themselves in free agency what um what advice do you have for them
3: uh well i would say two main things number one Just know your worth. You don't want anyone to undersell you or undercut you, I guess you could say. I would say push limits until teams start to say, all right, that's too much. Then you know when to back off. But I would say always know your value. And the second thing is have your priorities straight because if you're going to get a bunch of teams DMing you and if you don't really know what you're looking for, you're basically just kind of playing eeny, meeny, miny, mo. So you kind of have to know what you're looking for, know if a certain team will fit that for you or not, and you need to be able to narrow it down, I would say, and know what you're looking for. Because most, I would say probably 50% of free agents tested free agency because they wanted to, not because they were forced. And I think a lot of your priorities come from why you – decided to test for Eden see in the first place so yeah
1: yeah that, that makes that makes sense uh and we have so many teams in the league now i think um yeah. you know they're all very different i would say um or at least you know maybe certain aspects of how they run the teams are different for sure so i, I can totally appreciate yeah. um that but uh yeah i don't know potty did you have any clo- closing th- uh, thoughts or questions for cole i think that's all i, all I got here
0: yeah, you know, I think you, you reflected on your experience. You were open to sharing that with others. I think there's, you know, strength and vulnerability and being able to be honest and to be able to let others learn from those experiences, I think, you know, says a lot about you as a player and as a teammate. So, uh, Cole wanted to thank you for coming, coming on to the show no tonight. Problem. This was a, a great, was uh, insightful fun. interview and a great piece and perspective on free agency.
3: Yeah, Thank you for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate it.
0: And now we're going to wrap up with our final interview with Chris Lee of the Alaska Arctic Wolves. All right. And we're back here with Chris Lee from the Alaska Arctic Wolves. Chris, this is a, a, a pleasure to have you on. We'd love to put our viewers like into the, you know, the wolves den at the height of the championship and throughout the series. But let's start off. Why don't you just give a little overview of who you are as a player and goals?
4: Well, I'm Chris Lee. As you said, I've uh, been given the title of progression guru from some members of our team, uh, primarily because I do all the progression suggestions, but I don't really think they know what uh, guru means because I definitely just guess and get lucky at
0: times. Hey, that's important. You've Uh, leathers. You've provided some progression suggestions, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I did. Uh, That's more so uh, on on the dragon specifically. It's kind of like Rose's thing, but I have definitely like uh, assisted with that um, as well. But I know what you mean, Chris. It sort of feels like uh, you know throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Sometimes, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Um. But yeah, so we, we can uh, hop into the questions then, Pate. I can start it. Start us.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we just asked the first one, so you can take the second.
1: Okay. So, th- I mean, this is a fun one uh, for you, uh, Chris. Uh, how do you feel about taking home the season four Gretzky Cup? Uh, tell me about the experience.
4: We're super excited. Uh, it was each season one, two, and three. We've been so close, uh, yet so far, and the feeling to finally close the deal, and come home with that cup. It was definitely nerve-wracking throughout the playoffs. We uh, definitely had to overcome some adversity, but it just feels very great.
0: And what do you feel attributed to the success of the Alaska Arctic Wolves throughout the playoffs this season?
4: I will drop two names, Krieg and McBride. Uh, they both showed up huge throughout the playoffs. Uh, Krieg scored tremendously. Uh, he got a lot of goals, goals throughout the playoffs. Of course, playing like 20 games helps, uh, but it, McBride, he just wouldn't give up. Uh, he kept trying to make saves every time he could, and everything mattered. He Neither of them gave up throughout the playoffs, and it really showed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um great individual performances from out of those guys. Um so the uh, the next question we have for you is uh was was there a team in the playoffs that you felt was the most challenging for you guys to play against or uh is it sort of even across the board?
4: No, personally, I was most worried about the Dragons. Uh if I recall properly, you guys took us out of the playoffs last season and uh you had great showing throughout this uh regular season. But I was probably the most nervous going into game four of Turkey, possibly. It's a little toss up on that. But the game four against Turkey was, uh, are we going to end our playoffs already?
0: Hmm. Yeah, that must have been an on-the-seat thriller. Um, I'm curious. So no team has taken championships in back-to-back years. What makes AAW different? for this upcoming season?
4: Uh, Well, we uh, thankfully have done a good job of retaining almost all of our players. I believe we only lost one. And really the core of the team is pretty solid. Uh, And I've taken a lot of the time with Craig to discuss what we want to do next season to advance our players and make ourselves even more of a competitive team. There's definitely were some spots where we felt we were weaker and we're definitely going to be patching up those, hopefully, patching up those weaknesses.
1: Hmm. Uh, For sure. I I feel like you guys have uh, been solid, Alaska's... Formerly Philadelphia has always been tough, tough out in this league, so I'm sure I I would imagine that to continue. Um, But, but stepping just away from talking about Alaska for a second, um, I think there's a question that uh, we uh, always looks to ask on this show: um, Where do you see the the league going? And you know, maybe say five years down the road, or so, We're about a little over a year in for context at at the current time. Well,
4: uh, they're doing a great job. the league has obviously had its growing pains here and there, but that's to be expected. Uh, I've A lot of it depends on what they decide to do with the game engine and what it offers. Uh, with a lot of the sim sports, you're usually relegated to what do you have available to you to be able to do. Um, I don't see any major changes coming from our uh the way things will progress or anything like that. I feel it's pretty solid there. It's just a lot of what does the next generation of games offer that the current one doesn't
0: have. That's very true unless we all team up together and build our own game. And then we could have Sims Forever ongoing, just hosted in the cloud. Um, what a, In closing, I wanted to get your thoughts, You know, what shout outs or visibility do you want to bring to anyone or causes that you support?
4: Well, I kind of already hinted at it, but the league staff in general, they do a lot of hard work. Uh, as I was officially part of the staff for the SSF, I know exactly what goes into this being good friends with both Eagle and Winkler. I seen everything they went through on the back end. Well, I seen a lot of what they went through, not everything. Uh, and obviously, as we've had Growing pains, it's what are they going to do? Who, how do they handle it? And they've done a really good job with all that. And if they continue moving forward, I think things will keep getting better year after year, season after season.
1: Yeah, I, I second that. I know our league staff puts in uh a lot of work to keep this thing going and, and make this fun for all of us to enjoy. So, for sure, 100%. That's a lot of work. Yeah.
0: Certainly shout out to all league staff and team staff, staff, people that aspire to be staff. Uh, You know, we're saluting you today. Well, Chris, thanks so much for hopping on. This was a really exciting interview. You know, we got to like dive back into that den and see what burrowed out. So thanks for uh, bringing us in and, you know, best of luck in the upcoming season.
4: Not a problem. Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, and thanks so much for joining us. It was a great experience this evening. Leathers, how did you feel about the show tonight?
1: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We had had some great insight from from all the guests that came on about, uh, you know, various topics around the league of interest uh, currently and, uh, you know, the highlights, uh, fun to watch as always. Um, Looking forward to the the World Cup coming up. Give us some more stuff to talk about.
0: Absolutely. So till the next one. And don't forget to subscribe.